Hello, and welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. Welcome to a two-part series on simplification. The title of today's episode is Simplifying Your Life, but what exactly is simplifying your life? I personally believe that we all spend a lot of time looking for time management tools that help us be more efficient, meaning doing more with less, feeling less overwhelmed, and finding more balance. And typically what those tools help us do is just to move things around and try to fit them like it was, well, a puzzle, right? Where we're trying to fit pieces together in hopes that the order of the factors will alter the result. We know that doesn't happen, but very rarely we look into not only how to manage our time, but how can we simplify things to help us achieve what we were after in the first place? Getting more done with less, less stress, fewer distractions, fewer burdens, and find more time, more space, more energy, and more life. That's what we're talking about on today's podcast episode, 18 Ways to Simplify Our Lives. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. So let's talk about how can we simplify our lives? And you might be asking yourself, how? How do we do this? Does it require giving up things that we love? When you start thinking about starting to live a simpler life or embarking into a simple living journey, uh, which was what where it all started for me, right? I have heard about this term of simple living and I got curious and I started to read blog posts and articles and listen to podcast episodes. And the truth is that the road seemed daunting to be completely honest. It seemed something so overwhelming with so many rules and so many things. And they went really deep into space and organization and how to get rid of things and more of a minimalist lifestyle. I don't know that that necessarily is for me. And after reading through all these blog posts and listen to this podcast episodes and watching YouTube videos, I realized that it doesn't have to be like that. That you can introduce simplicity into your life just with a few changes here and there and some introspection. And that has been this far my personal approach and the one that I want to share with you. 
They call it the art of simplifying. And when you're simplifying your life at times, it doesn't feel simple at all. As I mentioned, there are so many guidelines to follow, so many paths to choose from. When you are on a mission to simplify your life, all of these resources can make the process a little bit confusing. That was the case for me, for sure. And in the midst of all of that, you run the risk of just giving up altogether, which I was very close to that point, if I'm completely honest, because I was completely overwhelmed by the process and all the guidelines and all the principles and all the rules. However, like most things in life, it is only as complicated as you make it. And that is my new mantra, one that I come to realize in the process of trying to simplify my life. Things are only as complicated as you make it. What I came to realize, my conclusion in all of this, when I get or I retain and I keep the things that added value to me and I discard all the rest that just was too much for me, I came to the conclusion that simple living is listening to your intuition and adopting a few habits in your life. It's all about forming those consistent and doable habits that not only are suitable for the lifestyle that you want, but also make you happy. That is, for me, the sweet spot with simplification. At its core, simple living basically means living a life with intention while doing away with all the unnecessary stuff that doesn't add value to our lives. Simple living can mean and look different for different people. But basically, the idea is to live holistically to achieve a certain purpose. And that purpose, you only know what that purpose is for you. You can decide to simplify your life due to a variety of reasons. Your reasons might look different than mine. However, whatever the reason is, the ultimate goal that we're all pursuing when trying to simplify our lives is to carve an uncomplicated life with fulfillment as the cornerstone. We're all looking for more fulfillment and less complication. That's it. It's that simple. That is what simplifying your life means and looks like. Now, let's talk about 18 ways that we can simplify our lives. And I'm going to try to cover these fairly quickly because they are simple, but simple doesn't mean they're easy to implement. Some of them might be a little bit easier than others. And my intention with sharing this 18 things is not to say that you need to do all 18 things if you want to simplify your life. Your list might look very different than the one that I'm about to share with you. My intent here is only to inspire you, to give you some ideas on where can you start, what are some two millimeter shifts and actions that you can take to start simplifying your life. And hopefully it prompts you to reflect on what might be some things on that will work for you that maybe are different than the ones that I'm sharing today. So let's dig in. Number one is to prioritize. First, 
the very best way to simplify your life is to decide every morning what three things are most important for you that day and to do them as soon as possible. I have shared this practice before here on the podcast. This is one thing that I do as part of my morning routine. When I sit down on my desk to start my working day, the first thing that I do, even before checking my email, is I grab a post-it note and I write down my three non-negotiables. The three things that are my priority today. Those can be work-related, sometimes one or two things in the list are not work-related, but are more personal. But those are the three things that at the end of the day, I wanna make sure I have crossed off. Ideally, they should be aligned with your long-term goals. There should be like mini, mini, mini steps that will move you towards your big goals, but sometimes are just things that you have to do that are important that day in that moment and you just have to do, like scheduling a doctor's appointment or paying a bill or things that have nothing to do with your goals, right? Your list of chores and administration tasks sometimes feel really urgent. In my personal opinion and experience, The very best first step to simplify your life is to decide what is most important. What are your priorities? And sometimes can feel overwhelming when you do that in the long term and you look at those big priorities. But you can start by deciding every morning what are three things that are most important for you that day and do them as soon as possible. Ideally, they should coincide or be aligned with your top long-term goals. I have shared this practice in the past many times here on the podcast. This is something that I do as part of my morning routine every day. When I sit on my desk to start my working day, the first thing that I do, even before checking my emails, is to grab a post-it note, I look at my calendar, and I write down my top three priorities for the day. What are my three non-negotiables, the three things that I want to cross off that list before I go to bed at the end of the day? Your list of chores and administrative tasks sometimes may feel super urgent, but they are not they're not going to get you where you want to be in the future. So be strategic. Don't always write down chores or administrative stuff in your top three not negotiable things for the day. These are meant to be priorities, things that are important and probably urgent at the same time, but not necessarily urgent. Don't let the urgency of the task take precedence over the importance of that task or that priority. So that's number one, prioritization. Number two is to find time for your hobbies. We all need something that satisfies our hearts, that allows us to feel enjoyment. You might be a lucky person and have a job that 
it's related to your hobby. I am one of those people. I love my job and it's very related with the things that I'm passionate about. But if you're not, you need to make a conscious effort to indulge some time in your passion, in the thing that lights you up. And you might be thinking, what does this have to do with simplification? Now you're asking me to add something more into my life, like a hobby? Yes. He Listen me out. You see, as kids, we usually have activities that we love to do. But as we grow up, we often tend to lose them as our responsibilities start to increase. The paintbrushers, light forgotten, and the hiking gear gathers dust in a corner or maybe in the closet. And as we move away from our passions, we lose the fulfillment that they bring into our lives. And remember what we said, simple living is about carving out an uncomplicated and fulfilling life. So if you really want to change your life, find some time for your hobbies. Bring back the simple pleasure of doing something that you love wholeheartedly. Strategy number three is to focus on the small wins. Don't spend all your time waiting for that one massive win that you have envisioned. Instead, look for small wins that you have every single day. Remember that saying that says Rome wasn't built in a day? Similarly, in your life, it will take a lot of time to achieve most of your long-term goals. But if you wait for that single big win, you run the risk of ignoring all the small victories along the way, which can result in frustration and fatigue and feel of overwhelmed. When trying to simplify your life, make it a point to evaluate every single day. Look how far you have come in a week, in a month, in a year. When trying to reach those goals that you have, celebrate each little milestone. Applaud everything that you achieve, no matter how small it is. Ultimately, all of those small wins, and I'm making air quotes over here, will lead you to that big goal that you want and you're after. And what it's more, you will find motivation in the journey. Instead of overcomplicating the journey, thinking of how far you need to go, focus just on the next step and celebrate that step because it was a step in the right direction. Strategy number four is to take care of yourself. This one goes without saying, right? Whichever lifestyle you choose to follow, learning to take care of yourself plays a pivotal role in leading and living a fulfilling life. 
taking care of yourself goes far beyond just the physical health, right? Be mindful of your mental health and take active steps to improve it. Additionally, try to look for things that act as triggers that strive to minimize them in your life. Have a holistic approach towards your health that encompasses the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul, all aspects of you. This is essential when trying to simplify your life. And again, you might be saying, Carolina, you're just asking me to do more stuff. I thought we this was about doing less, doing more with less. Yes. But in order for you to get there, you need to first fill up your cup. This is one lesson that I learned in my adult life. You can't run on an empty tank. You need to stop and fill up your tank if you want to live a fulfilling life. And if you want to simplify your life, you need to start with the most simple thing of all, which is taking care of yourself. Okay, now we're getting into what probably you were expecting to hear when I said we were going to talk about simplifying our life. Let's go to strategy number five. Learn to say no. We know how important it is to say no to certain times, right? We all want to say no more often, but we often forget that. As a result, we find ourselves in situations that are completely avoidable or with obligations that we don't want. This is not only something that makes our lives more complicated, but it's a root cause for a lot of anxiety and stress in our lives. Therefore, learning how to say no is an important caveat in the pursuit of introducing simplicity into your life. We need to gather the courage and start small. Say no to a social gathering that you really don't want to attend or decline an offer that you know will give you anxiety in the long term. Or don't raise your hand when that new project emerges at work. Once you start practicing saying no, you will discover that life becomes so much more straightforward. And it's going to become easier and easier to say no. But you need to start somewhere. And what I found is that the best way to be comfortable in saying no, which is something a lot of us feel really uncomfortable with, is to start small. What is one small thing that this week you can say no to? And sometimes is a no to someone else, but sometimes is a no to ourselves. When we're trying to decide what to do, sometimes we need to say ourselves, no, we're not doing this today. Because here's the thing, every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So think about when you say yes to that project, when you raise your hand to participate in that activity, when you say yes to going to an event that you really don't want to go, what are you saying no to? What could you do on that time that would be a better yes for you? One that will be and feel more fulfilling for you. 
Start small, keep practicing. The practice makes the master, as they say. And this is absolutely true when it comes to learning how to say no. Strategy number six is to let go of the non-essential. In the same vein of saying no, it is equally crucial to let go of what doesn't add much value to our lives. When taking actions to simplify our lives, we need to let go of the non-essential burdens and clutters sometimes that we have in our lives. Reducing the things that we own by declaring, letting go of toxic relationships and limiting beliefs, all of those form part of letting go of the non-essential. Letting go is undoubtedly tough, right? It's always hard to let go, whether it's a physical thing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a belief, whatever it is that we are working on letting go, it is tough to let go. But the satisfaction that comes from that feeling of being lighter in our lives, uh, that our lives feel lighter, it's worth the effort. It completely is worth the effort. As tough as it feels in the midst when you're in the process of letting go, once you finally let go, it's like you're lifting this big weight from your shoulders and life just starts to feel lighter. So ask yourself, what is something non-essential, not necessary that I can let go of this week? Maybe starting with physical objects at home. One place I always start with spring cleaning since we are in that season is my closet. What are some clothes that I, I'm not gonna wear again that are non-essential, that are not necessary, that I can donate? Or start declaring a space in your house that drives you crazy. Or start to evaluate your relationships and think about what is one relationship that you need to let go of. Or what is one limiting belief that is holding you back that you can work on just letting go and replace it with a more empowering belief. Strategy number seven. This one is very tactical, but very powerful. And that is to unsubscribe and declutter your mind. Have you ever missed a bill notice in your email because it got lost in the hundreds of emails that you have on your mailbox? I have before. Many of us are signed up to so many email subscriptions and we get bombarded with emails. Not only every day, but sometimes every hour. Taking five minutes to unsubscribe to what doesn't interest you anymore can be the best investment of those five minutes that you make that day. It will give you space in your email to look to what really matters. And you will feel less stress when looking at your inbox. I personally like to use an app that it's called Unroll Me. And I found this through a friend. And basically what it does is that you can decide what emails are meant to go into this one folder 
for that stays out of your inbox and you can easily unsubscribe from stuff. Instead of going email by email, you can look at in a list form and very easily unsubscribe. It's completely free. This is not an ad, um, but if you want to try it, it's called Unroll Me. Next strategy, number eight, simplify your food. We make thousands of decisions each day and decision fatigue is real. It mentally weighs us down and contributes to us feeling overwhelmed. The best way to counter it is by streamlining. So we can start with our food. Why not, right? The healthiest people tend to stick to the same whole foods over and over. So we can start with breakfast. What is a healthy breakfast that you could maintain during the week? What is something that you can do every day instead of spending time and energy thinking on what am I going to eat? How can I simplify that by creating a meal plan in advance? Maybe your breakfast looks the same every day. You know yourself best. You know some people really get work, get bored of eating the same every day. So maybe you do every other day. But what can you do to simplify the thinking that goes into making that decision of what to eat? Because the reality is that shouldn't be a reason for you to feel overwhelmed. Strategy number nine is to limit media. 90% of the news are negative. Have you ever thought about that? That is one of the reasons why I stopped watching the news over the pandemic. Because it watching the news just made me feel more stressed, right? More overwhelmed. So limit your media. We consume a lot. Do you need everything that you consume? What is the purpose why you're consuming the media that you are consuming today? What are some things that you can let go of to simplify your day with all the information coming at you? Strategy number 10 is to set a specific times for email. And I think you can use this one for anything, but if you have a corporate work, any job by any means, where you're an entrepreneur or you work on the corporate world, the corporate world is the only one that I personally know, we spend a lot of time throughout the day checking emails. Probably our emails are our number one distraction at work. We get distracted all the time by our emails. Let me ask you something. How many times have you checked your emails today? How many times do you check your emails in our normal day? Checking email can become a trigger habit that makes us waste time, uh, feel scattered, get distracted, make it harder to focus on our work. Dedicating a few times a day to do emails can be a way of simplifying your day and simplifying the way that you handle your emails. Schedule some blocks of time during the day, maybe 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, just to check emails. 
and then turn off your email for the rest of the time, especially when you are in meetings or you're trying to really find time to focus and work on something that requires your whole attention. One thing that I personally do is I have shut down all the notifications for my emails. You know, those pop-ups that come on your screen when a new email comes or that noise that your software makes when a new email arrives. I turn all of those notifications off because for me, it was a big distraction. And do you know that every time that you get distracted from something that you're focused on, it takes you 20 minutes to get back to that state of flow where you're really focused and concentrated in what you're doing? Our emails are today one of our worst enemies in being able to be focused on what we have at hand. So scheduling some specific times to check emails, turning off your notifications can be two things that really help you to feel less scattered, less overwhelmed, less stressed during your day, and a perfect way to simplify your email time. Number 11, have a place for everything. I learned this with the eight S's at work. I'm not gonna get into the eight S's or five S's. You might have heard this terms at, as well, but just look around at the items lying around your house or your desk in your office. Does every item have a home, a place where it belongs? Spend just a few minutes finding a designated spot for everything that doesn't have one. And then make sure that other people around you, whether our family members at home or colleagues in the office, know what those spots are. Often our counters at home in our kitchen, for example, they get filled up with stuff because we don't know where that stuff goes. That's all that stuff that is laying around doesn't have a home. But if you find a home for everything, then you'll find yourself having a much less clutter space, which will help you to feel less overwhelmed and stressed. And that at the end of the day is the purpose of simplifying our lives. Step number 12 or strategy number 12 is to make a checklist. I love checklists. Checklists are my favorite way of being organized, to be completely honest. I can't keep track of so many things in my head anymore with all the things that I have going on. So if there's something that it's important that you want to keep on track, make a checklist of all the things that you need to do or the steps that you need to take. And that will help you to simplify getting that thing done or tackling that thing that right now feels overwhelming. Why? Because you know exactly what you need to do and you keep track of what you've done and what is yet to be done. A lot of times, the reason why we feel overwhelmed and stressed is because in our minds, we think we have all these things to do. And we feel overwhelmed because it seems like there's not enough time to finish what we need to finish. 
But once you start putting it in paper and creating a checklist of really what needs to get done, you find out that it's not that bad. That you, if you really focus on doing those things, now that you know what they are, you can get them done in 20 minutes, in five minutes, in one day. And that reduces completely that sense of of stress and overwhelm. So make a checklist. Let me ask you this. What could you make a checklist for this week? Strategy number 13, automate. I love automation. Simplifying your life by letting automation do it for you is the way to go. Make it it so that you just have less to do. Use auto pay for your bills. Try to subscribe and and save options on Amazon for those things that you find yourself buying over and over again. Or make a doctor's appointment automatically, but letting the office schedule ahead of time every year. Those are just simple ways to automate. Of course, there are more complex and sophisticated ways that you can use technology today to automate workflows at work or at home. You can do a lot of automation with your email, for example, with automatic responses, or by setting rules to organize your email into folders. You can automate entire processes at work without use of simple automation tools. There are so many different ways that you can automate. So think about What are things that you find yourself regularly doing that are time-consuming, that are not value-add for you to do, that automation could take care of them and it would be perfectly fine? You don't have to personally do them, but a bot or an automated process can do for you. And start automating a few things. Start small. Start with simple things. Like as I said, Have you set all your bills to auto pay, for example? Have you set um, recurrent subscriptions on the things that you order often? What are some things that you can do? How can you use automation to simplify your inbox? We were talking about how emails is one of the biggest distractions in our day and one of the things we spent a lot of time in. So how could you simplify your inbox by setting up some rules and automating some responses? Strategy number 14, create an organization day. The idea here is to set a day one day a week to organize and prepare for the week. For me, that is Sundays. Sundays is the day that I do a lot of things. Sundays is the day that I record my podcast. Sundays is the day that I prepare my weekly email. But Sundays is also my organization day. For this day, the focus is on household tasks and getting set for an amazing week ahead. This might include food prepping. It can include doing laundry, cleaning and organizing and decluttering, maybe setting goals for the week, um, checking your finances, setting up the clothes that you're going to use for the week, anything like this. You can add whatever you feel will help you feel more calm at home, more organized, and set you for a successful week 
ahead. Strategy number 15, eliminate something. We all do things in our day that really don't need to be done. So if you want to streamline, figure out what these things are for you. Maybe you're too busy to do some of the things that you used to do. For me, this might be preparing food at lunchtime. I like to make fresh food for lunch, but here's the thing. I eat by myself, I work from home, and it takes at least 20 minutes to make lunch. But what if I prepare lunch in advance and I just have to reheat it? It's so much easier. I can save some leftovers from dinner last night and have those for lunch or prepare some stuff that will make putting my lunch together easier the next day. So I do a lot of meal prep on Sundays and that meal prep have looked different at different stages. But uh, right now I just prepare in bulk certain things that then I can quickly assemble for lunch. So those 20 minutes that I was spending or 30 minutes preparing lunch, now it's been reduced to five minutes of pulling stuff together, making myself lunch, and then being able to enjoy lunch without the stress of having to prepare it every single day. So think about what is one thing that you do consistently that takes time that you could eliminate by either automating it, by preparing in advance, or just stop doing altogether. Number 16 is to delegate tasks. Asking for help can be sometimes intimidating, especially for women because we tend to want to do all the things. That has been my case my entire life. I am sometimes embarrassed to admit that I've never hired a babysitter in my life. I have a 14-year-old and a six-year-old and I've never used a babysitter. I have leveraged friends and family whenever they are here, which is once a year at the most, but I've never hired a babysitter in my life. Delegating tasks or just asking for help is critical if you want to simplify your life. You need to move away from the need to do it all. You can't do it all. Let's be honest. It's just not humanly possible. So ask for help. Get in the habit of asking for help. Make sure that other people in your family or at work know how they can help you. And people tend to want to help. Just like you want to help others, other people will be happy to help you when you need help. So get over your fears. Get over that need to do everything and start to think about who can you ask help with and what things can you delegate? And when we say delegate, doesn't mean that you have people reporting to that you have to delegate. You can delegate to a colleague. You can delegate to your boss. You can delegate to your husband or your kids. You can delegate to anyone and everyone. Just be smart and strategic of what you delegate and when you ask for help. Okay, we're getting close to the end. Number 17 
this one also very tactical, but it's one thing that has really been helpful for me is to put your outfit out the night before. So as part of my morning routine, I work out every day and I have got on the habit of leaving my workout clothes ready in the bathroom the night before. So in the morning when I wake up, it takes away a lot of effort and time in figuring out what am I going to wear. I work out at home. It doesn't matter what how I look because no one is watching. So it makes it so much easier to just leave my outfit out at night. I do the same for my kids. I leave their outfits for the next day for school out the night before. And that reduces a lot of the chaos and the stress in the morning, trying to do it all to get my kids ready and out of the door. And uh, the last one, one last thought is, and something to consider to when you're trying to simplify it, is to continuously reevaluate over and over again. Because life is life. It's messy and chaotic, and it can get ridiculously busy if you let it be. Simplifying is necessary. And if you constantly are looking for ways that you can further simplify your life, you're on your path to achieving that simple life that you're looking for. It's a not an all or nothing. It's not a one and done. But constantly try to reevaluate what are things that you can simplify. What are the things that are triggering that stress and sense of overwhelm right now? And how can you tackle them in a way that will help you simplify them so you can reduce that stress? And again, to what we said at the beginning, you can take away the unnecessary things so you can focus on living a more fulfilling life. I hope these ideas were helpful and inspiring. Maybe there's one or two that you want to try. Or maybe by listening some of these ideas, you thought of ideas of your own on ways and things you can do to simplify your life. My invitation is that you go and try one or two. Ask yourself, what can you do today to make today a little bit simple? And start applying those things. Don't get overwhelmed by the process of simplification. Because... Rather than adding more overwhelm to your life, simplification should help you have a less complicated and more fulfilling life. I hope you have a great day and a great week ahead. And I can't wait to talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.